1: Making it happen, folks. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Al Gatulo, Craft Beer Cast, right here on AM 970, The Answer, on our new night and time Sunday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on AM 970, The Answer. A great show for you tonight, and a couple of craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour. Some news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And just uh, turn on your Alexa and say, Alexa, I want to listen to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. And you can listen to the Craft Beer Cast via Alexa as well. Make it happen from the record company. That is their new one. Uh, Their new album called All of This Life. Uh, I am uh, making plans to go and see these guys in New York City come October. Uh, Three-piece set. It's uh, blues, jazz, funk. Uh, They have a real good sound, and I am looking forward to seeing these guys. Uh, If you have not uh, picked up uh, the record company yet, I encourage you to do so, whether you uh, download it via iTunes, whether you actually go like me and buy the CD uh, in a store. Actually, if you go to Target, the CD... Uh, at Target actually has some bonus tracks on it. So you definitely want to check that out. Now, my guest tonight on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast, Jonathan Hack and Mike Raspatello. Jonathan Hack works for AB InBev's high end division. Mike Raspatello is running the Octfest, which is coming up September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. Food, music, craft beers. More information and to purchase tickets at octfest.co. Hopefully, you got a chance to catch uh, last week's one on one with Steve Adabato uh, p- this past Monday. Uh, on NJTV and, of course, Channel 13, WNET. Once we have a link to the uh, segment, we will post it on the Facebook page as well as tweeting it out so you guys can check it out. We talked about New Jersey beers uh, and how the New Jersey craft beer uh, scene is really boosting some town's local economy, which, of course is very important uh, we 've been mentioning this for the last couple of weeks as well. big brew returning to the morristown armory saturday october sixth it 's two sessions. The first one starts from noon to four. Second session starts from five thirty to nine thirty p m designated driver tickets fifteen bucks and if you are coming on the train, there will be a free shuttle service to and from the Morristown train station, which is very cool. You of course can get uh, your tickets i think it 's big brew fest. Uh, dot com of course if you do a search for big brew fest you'll find their Facebook page um, tickets are pretty reasonable you'll find them on groupon as well uh, it's about 40 50 bucks for a ticket it is definitely worth it but don't wait until the last minute to get tickets because the prices go up as you get closer to the event so if you're thinking about going on Saturday October 6th again it's an indoor event inside the armory uh, there's music there's food for purchase it is a great event a lot of national a lot of great national beers a lot of very good local beers as well from New Jersey And from New York, you definitely want to check it out. Big Brew returning to the Morristown Armory. Uh, The good folks from Speakeasy uh, Ales and Lagers, they've been in the craft beer game, of course, for more than two decades. They are holding um, on Saturday, August 25th. They are celebrating the Gilded Era of craft beer with a 21st anniversary event. Uh, inviting beer aficionados to join the Speakeasy staff inside the Tap Room in San Francisco uh, with exclusive VIP access. Uh, VIP ticket packages range in price, in addition to the general admission experience for only $5. Uh, Whether you book the Godfather's office or Scarface's lounge for you and your closest friends, or simply join the party for tastings of up to 17 draft beers, Speakeasy ales and lagers, hosting one of the summer's most anticipated Bay Area craft beer events with an array of their favorite San Francisco businesses, uh, the 21st anniversary event, they will have a special draft-only release uh, of Gilded Ale, a golden stout with gold glitter, paying homage to the golden era of speakeasy. I don't know if I'm crazy about glitter and beers. I don't think I've ever actually had one. I don't know if I would actually try one. But then again, maybe I would. Who knows? Uh, the 21st anniversary event uh, will also serve the annual 22-ounce bottle release of Syndicate Series Number 4. That's a unique blend of speakeasy beers that have been aged for no less than one year in bourbon barrels. Syndicate Series Number 4 includes Scarface Imperial Stout, which has been aged 22 months, Fixed Fight Old Ale, which has been aged 20 months, Scarface Imperial Stout, aged 23 months, Betrayal, which has been aged for 50 months, and Old God, uh, Godfather, which has been aged for 48 months. As they explain here in the press release, Syndicate Number 4, Uh, pours dark with heavy tobacco, leather, chocolate, and vanilla notes, along with hints of dark fruit and coffee. Syndicate number 4 clocks in at over 10% ABV, but is smoothed over by its extensive aging time. Now, a lot of local businesses, of course, Speakeasy had a change in management um, this past year. They had a lot of it. Actually, no, it wasn't this year. It was actually uh, late last year. So they've had some changes in management, um, and they're trying to revitalize the brand. I've had a couple of Speakeasy beers. They're not bad, and hopefully they've improved on their product and their business model uh, is set so that they can uh, succeed and thrive uh, in the San Francisco area. But many of uh, San Francisco's local businesses are going to join Speakeasy's uh, anniversary party, Phil's Coffee, uh, Dandelion Chocolate, uh, Glass Coat Photo Booth, uh, El Taquero, uh, Samra Southern Creations, Longbridge uh, Pizza, live music by the Helltones, Mad Mama, and the Bonafide Few, as well as Sweetwater Black. VIP tickets—they'll cost you fifty bucks. And that includes access to the tap room, a speakeasy five-ounce glass with unlimited tastings, a Syndicate Series vertical flight, and early entry at one p.m. Uh, speakeasy taster glass tickets go for $30. They include unlimited tastings and early access at 1 p.m. Uh, pre-sale general admission tickets are only $5. That includes one beer. General admission tickets, uh, $5 at the door, allows entrance only. So if you get them ahead of time for $5, bucks, you are going to get one beer included. If you do the VIP ticket, which for 50 bucks. I have to say, it's a pretty good value. You get access to the tap room. You get a five-ounce glass with unlimited tastings and a vertical flight, as well as getting in early at 1 o'clock. That's, that's pretty good. So tickets are on sale now. Go to Uh and uh, it, there's a whole URL there. But uh, if we get a chance, we'll try and post the link uh, to that uh, event as well from uh, Speakeasy. Some other uh, things. I wanted to talk about this real quick before we go to a break. This is interesting. Um how much will a beer cost you around the world? This is from the folks at com, and we thank them for that. So alcohol um, is taxed in different ways uh, when you go to different countries. Um, and f- from the article here from AmericanCraftBeer.com, they're saying Iceland may be more affordable than many other European destinations in terms of airfare, but when you visit, uh, buying a beer in Iceland is very, very expensive. So a beer in Iceland... Will set you back $12.75. That makes it the world's most expensive destination for beer. Um, the United States actually is moderate. So they have listed 63 countries, right, of how much a beer will cost you around the world. As I said, Iceland is number one. To get a pint of beer in Iceland, it will cost you $12.75. Um, the second most expensive beer is in Norway. You would figure those countries up north where everything, a lot of stuff has to be imported uh, into the country, you would expect that it would be expensive. So in Iceland, it cost you $12.75. In Norway, it would cost you $11.30. In the United Arab Emirates, it will cost you $10.83. That makes sense, too, because that's a, a, a nation, they don't drink alcohol. A lot of them don't. So it's mostly tourists that are coming in, so they're going to charge you top dollar. In Israel uh, is number four, $9.43 for a beer. Uh, And in France, at number five, it's $9.20. Although if you're in France, I don't know why you would be drinking beer. It's probably cheaper to drink wine. I mean, that just makes sense there. So to round out the top ten, in Bermuda, it'll cost you $9.09 for a pint. Finland, it's $8.87. Singapore, $8.44. Denmark is $7.94. And Sweden is at number ten. At $7.79. Coincidentally enough, England, number 11, at $7.53. And where is the United States? Right behind Ireland at $6.82 for an average pint of beer. Again, average pint. Not, you know, some exotic beer or whatever. The cheapest? Well, that's a tie. 62 and 63. Vietnam and Paraguay at $1. Interesting. Great stuff from AmericanCraftBeer.com. Now, when we come back after a short break... We've got news from Revolution Brewing about uh, their releases that they're coming out with. You've got 10 beers that they are releasing over the next four months. You've also got uh, some of the latest new IPAs, American Sours and Brown Ales, and six weird drinking laws that you have to hear to actually be believed. And if that's not a tease, then I'll get you to come back. I don't know what is, Folks. We are, you are listening to the Al Cattulo Craft Beercast on AM 970, The Answer.
0: Michael Medved explains how important holding the House is for the GOP.
2: It's one more reason to vote against the Democrats, to vote for Republicans, and to keep the House of Representatives in Republican hands. It's important because otherwise we're going to go through this unbelievably divisive, pointless, fruitless, misguided exercise called impeachment. It would be a disaster for the country. The Michael Medved Show.
0: Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on A 970.
2: The Answer. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. AM970 The Answer is excited to announce the Book of the Month giveaway from Regnery Publishing. This month's book is The Briefing, Politics, the Press, and the President by Sean Spicer. In The Briefing, former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer reveals the truth behind some of the biggest news stories of our time and offers a glimpse into what it's like to stand at the Press Secretary's podium. Enter to win a copy of Sean Spicer's The Briefing, Politics, the Press, and the President at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com.
0: Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. I've got uh, enclosing spondylitis. Which is a arthritic disease, calcification of the major joints and spine, and I just don't have the pain that I used to have. It's really kind of uh, amazing. Balance of Nature has been an amazing product. Uh, I've recommended it to literally hundreds. I'm a pastor, and I've said, "Y'all just try it. Give it, give it a month. Give it a try." And so, hopefully, they have. But uh, it's it's an amazing product, and uh, the neatest thing is when you first open up that bottle, and you can smell the fruits and vegetables. I, every time i open one i just get a big kick out of that when you call use discount code the answer and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free call 800 246 that's one 800 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code AM 97, the answer am97 the answer
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. Live it up. That's exactly right because we really only have one life. It's on AM 970 The Answer on our new nights, Sunday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern. I'm glad you're joining me. You can follow me on social media very easily on Twitter at Al Instagram at Gattulo, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. You just do a search for AG AGCraftBeerCast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And don't forget, we are Alexa ready. Just say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and bingo, the show will come up. Now, my guests tonight on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast, Jonathan Hack and Mike Raspatello. Jonathan Hack works for AB InBev's high-end division. Mike Raspatello is running the OctFest, which is coming up September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. Food, music, craft beers, more information, and to purchase tickets at octfest.co. Now, uh, before the break, I mentioned a couple of different things. First off, love Judas Priest. I uh, cannot wait to see them uh, in a couple of weeks at the PNC Bank Art Center. Uh, with Deep Purple. It's going to be interesting. Deep Purple, boy, that's a band that I have not really felt has been relevant since the mid-'80s. But uh, we we shall see. It's going to be a great show. The new Priest album is fantastic. If you love Judas Priest, I encourage you uh, to pick up their new one, Firepower. It is great. Uh, Before the break, we uh, talked a couple of different things that we teased. Uh, One of them was six weird drinking laws. So listen to this. It is illegal to be drunk in a pub in the United Kingdom. The 1872 Licensing Act, uh, which makes being drunk anywhere in the U.K. an offense, was written in a way that makes it illegal to be drunk in the pub according to the drinks business. This comes from AmericanCraftBeer.com. It states that every person found drunk in any highway or other public place, whether a building or not, or on any licensed premises, shall be liable to a pe- uh, liable to a penalty. And given that a pub uh, can be you know, where people are drinking and obviously getting drunk or buzzed to begin with, the concept of making such a place liable to laws banning passive drunkenness, very strange. Interestingly enough, it was just updated this past month, according to AmericanCraftBeer.com, although clearly it's not really enforced that, uh, that much. Uh, also, being drunk while in charge of livestock, both in the United Kingdom and the U.S., do have laws about being drunk while handling livestock. Look. You want to enjoy craft beer, do it responsibly, but don't be trying to handle livestock while you're doing it. That's that's ridiculous. In Alaska, this is really interesting. It is illegal to share alcohol with any passing moose that happens your way, even if you're just trying to be friendly. Now, it's interesting. There was a, a video on Facebook uh, about a week ago that I saw uh, where there was a moose walking along the highway in Alaska. And don't forget, since you're uh, close to the Arctic Circle or the, the higher you get up to the Arctic Circle, it doesn't ever get really dark um, during the summertime. It gets dark uh, at portions of the year th- that last for months, but it's still kind of like hazy sunlight. Uh, not, I shouldn't say hazy sunlight, but there is sunlight that's still going on. And uh, why you would want to give a moose a beer is beyond me. But there was a video of a moose walking on a highway Uh, In Alaska. In Ohio, apparently, there are also laws on the books prohibiting giving alcohol to fish. Again, why why would you be giving your alcohol to a fish? I have no idea. Um, In Bolivia, there are laws that prohibit married women from having more than one glass of wine in a restaurant or bar, um, which is, again, ridiculous. So those are just some weird uh, laws that are on the books. Uh, Not only in America, but in other places uh, around the world. Very interesting stuff. Uh, Some uh, new beers that are coming out. And again, this is provided to us by AmericanCraftBeer.com. You can sign up for their newsletter. You can get a bunch of different links uh, to different stories that they're working on. Great Divide Brewing uh, is releasing their third edition to their uber-creative Woodworks Barrel Series. uh, Great Divide Woodworks Number 3. A massive brown rye ale clocking in at 12.6% ABV. It was aged in 10-year rye whiskey barrels for over a year that sounds like it's gonna be pretty potent uh last year anchor brewing introduced a new pale ale uh which is being brewed with an uh a a hop blend that is becoming one of their more popular offerings uh anchor brewers pale ale it's a 5.3 percent abv uh that is uh, showcasing new zealand's prized nelson savant hops i have to admit the nelson savant hop is really good you see it in a lot of west coast beers um Port Brewing comes to mind, Um, I think, what is it, High Tide? I'm pretty sure it's High Tide uh, that uses uh, Nelson Savant Hops. That is a very good beer. So um, I'm not a big fan of Anchor Brewing. Their steam all right. Um, Anchor Steam's, you know, their their regular uh, beer is okay. Uh, But I've not really had a lot of their offerings. So maybe the next time, I'm trying to think who sells variations of Anchor Brewing. Uh, I am pretty sure that uh, Trader Joe's carries some stuff from Anchor Brewing. So I'll have to check that out uh, up in Westfield, New Jersey, next time I'm around there. Uh, Star Hill has a new summer variety 12-pack. Might be the first in the country to feature all 16-ounce cans. The jam pack, though, features Star Hill the Love. That's a 5.1% ABV uh, Hefeweizen uh, with a fruity aroma and a brisk spicy finish. And then uh, Ardencraft uh, Ales, a tart new summer release, uh, this is, let's see, it is, um, blended with pink guava and pineapple. It's an American sour blend. It's a 6.6% ABV Blondale, uh, with a little bit of, uh, tropical flavors in that, uh, as well. And again, I'm really finding that I'm liking sours a lot more. Again, it's one of those things where it's an acquired taste. And, um, we had Charlie Backman on from Cypress Brewing uh, a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned about how the body, you react uh, to things, and it takes a number of tastes before your body can get used to it, so something that you may dislike the first time around, if you try it subsequent times later, you might actually enjoy it. Uh, maybe that was the way with sours for me i didn 't like sours uh, then I had chemo and radiation, and my my taste pa- my palate changed, and I find that I like sours a lot more i don 't know if it was the chemicals uh, that changed my palate or if it was the fact that you drink a few, you drink a few, you drink a few, and i didn 't drink that many again. It was one of those hadn't touched the style in over a year, year and a half, then tried one again and really enjoyed it. So maybe that's just what it is. Who knows? Finally, our good friend Josh Knoll from the uh, Chicago Tribune uh, put out an article about two weeks ago that I wanted to bring to your attention. And Josh does a great job writing about beer uh, in the Chicago Tribune and his book on um, Goose Island um, and how Bourbon County Stout uh, became such a a big deal. And then, of course, uh, AB InBev uh, bought them out. It's a great story. It's a great book, a really good read. You should definitely pick it up. But Josh does a great job in his day job, Monday through Friday, and on the weekends as well, uh, in the Chicago Tribune, Revolution Brewing, which is, and I don't know this off the top of my head, so I'm taking a guess here, but Revolution is probably the biggest independently owned craft brewer in Chicago, I think. Again, I could be wrong. Um, but they announced uh, their 2018 plans uh, for the rest of the year and into the beginning of of 2019 about two weeks ago. Listen to this. They are uh, releasing 10 beers uh, released in four stages across four months starting in October. Listen to this. October 19th, you're going to have Code Switch. It's a dark Belgian imperial ale. Basically, as Josh describes it, a quad more or less – uh, made in collaboration with Indianapolis's Sun King Brewing, it uh, features Belgian dark candy syrup, Indiana maple sugar, a blend of Belgian yeast cultures, which has been aged in Tennessee whiskey barrels and Kentucky bourbon barrels. All right, that sounds like it's a strong one, right? Got to be ten, twelve percent. Then you got VSOJ. It's a blend of English-style barley wines aged between two and three years in bourbon and rye barrels. Then coming out on November sixteenth and seventeenth, Death. Death's Tar, I'm assuming named after Josh Death, the uh, owner, or as he likes to call himself, the chairman of the Party of Revolution. It's the annual flagship of the series which is an imperial oatmeal stout that's been aged in bourbon barrels. Cafe Death, another annual release. Death's Tar with coffee added. So this is Death's Tar, again, with coffee uh, put in it. This year's coffee will be different from last year's. It was a blend of gaslight and dark matter coffees. Has not been selected yet, according to Josh Knoll. And then Death by Currents, which is Death Tar's with an addition of currants and replaces last year's Death by Cherries as the fruited variant in the series. The plan to continue to rotate the fruited uh, variants each year. Then on December 7th, you're going to have Rye Way to Heaven, a rye-heavy barley wine aged in rye and bourbon barrels. Grave Digger Billy, a Scotch Ale that dates to Revolution's earliest days. The beer gets a dose of smoked malt as aged in bourbon barrels. And then Vanilla Death which will make its debut, will make uh, beer nerds foam at the mouth on site, according to Josh. Uh, it's Death Star with vanilla beans added. Beer nerds love vanilla stouts and Revolution could put them off no longer. You shouted, you demanded, and we eventually listened, the brewery says. That's definitely one I want to try. Finally, in January, January 18th, Boss Ryeway, the Ryeway to Heaven-based beer, aged in Whistle Pig Boss Hog uh, Armagnac barrels. I don't know what Armagnac is. I have to find that out. Uh, Jacket, a bourbon barrel aged barley wine. That is another annual release. Um, th- this is pretty wild. So you're talking 10 beers uh, in four months, in four stages, that are going to come out finishing in January. Revolution makes some great beer. You can get it in New York and New Jersey here. I am definitely looking forward to some of these releases. I'm hoping that Revolution does another tap takeover somewhere in my area in New Jersey because they make some delicious beers. And got a chance to talk to uh, Josh Death uh, about a year ago. Definitely have to hit him up again and uh, find out what's going on uh, with other stuff that's happening with Revolution Brewing. They are doing a fantastic job in Chicago. When we come back after a short break, Jonathan Hack and Mike Raspatello. Jonathan Hack works for AB InBev's high-end division. Mike Raspatello is running the OctFest, which is coming up September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. Food, music, craft beers, more information, and to purchase tickets at octfest.co. And that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer. News. Opinion passion
0: this is am 970 the answer
3: it's cloudy and 72 degrees what's going on we have the answer details on the funeral service for aretha franklin around monica nelson reports The Queen of Souls private funeral will be held August 31st at Greater Grace Temple in Detroit. She will be entombed at Woodland Cemetery in Detroit with her other family members. A publicist says there will be a viewing August 28th and 29th at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. Monica Nelson, NBC News Radio. Thank you, Monica. Police are investigating after a man was found dead in a pool in East Northport Suffolk County. Police say that they were called to a home at 6 Franconia Road around 430 on Saturday and found the man, 63-year-old Louis Conti, unresponsive in the backyard swimming pool. Officials say that Conti lived at the home. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Police are asking anyone who may have information to call the Homicide Squad at 631-852-6392. In sports, Mets finally beat the Phillies tonight. They wrapped up that game. 8-2 is the final score. Yankees clobbered the Blue Jays this afternoon, 10-2. Your traffic delays are minor at the inbound George Washington Bridge right now on the upper level. Lower level Palisades approach a slated for EasyPass customers only until 6 in the morning. Lincoln Tunnel inbound. 495, all those lanes are subject to closure due to a bus fire uh, that happened at Route 3. And then the outbound side of the Lincoln Tunnel, one lane remains closed in both directions on 495 between Kennedy Boulevard and Route 3 for long-term construction. Holland's a good ride, both inbound and outbound. Once you get into the city, Harlem River Drive looks good. West Side Highway, we have no reported delays. Weather for tonight, cloudy, some clearing expected. Later on, low 65, partly cloudy for tomorrow, high 78. And then on Tuesday, clouds throughout the day, high 78. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer.
4: Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com.
5: The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration, the Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association at this station.
0: AM 97, The Answer.
1: Yoko craft beer cast on AM 970. The answer, this is one of the bands you will be able to hear at OctFest coming up on Saturday and Sunday, September 8th and 9th. This is Hop Along, and this is the track Tibetan Pop Stars. Uh, Of course, my next guest on the cast, he is a... I don't want to say he's a rep for the high end, which used to be the division of AB InBev. So many things have changed, so I'm going to, you know... The title we'll get to in a second, but Jonathan Hack has been on the show before and uh, we've talked about a lot of different things that AB InBev is doing, but this is an enormous event that AB InBev puts on and it is taking place on Governor's Island September 8th and 9th. And Jonathan Hack is with me here on the Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer and kind enough to come in studio. John, how are
6: you? I am doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I awesome. appreciate
1: it. Not, not a problem. Now, it's been a few months since we've seen each other. Uh, there have been a lot of changes over at AB InBev, but first off, you have a new title. You are the Senior Director of Production and New Media. Congrats on that. What does it mean for you in terms of the craft beer that AB InBev produces?
6: I'm still in the craft division. Uh, So, you know, we're just trying to create new opportunities, get the word out there, get people excited about craft. So, you know, in production, I get to work across all different sorts of media and and tell our story in a bunch of different ways. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited to be taking that on.
1: Very cool. Now, and we were discussing off the air about how you're creating and putting on all these events, but then you don't get to actually go to the events that you're talking about. I mean, what that that's that stinks. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. It sucks. All right, I'm going to use a little bit of a harsher term there. It sucks. You you put all this energy together to put this event on, and then you don't get to go. It I'm does, not not does. happy about that.
6: Well, I'm not. I'm not barred from it. Right. You know, I'm invited. Okay. But unfortunately, I'll be traveling for it, a for a wedding in San Francisco. Wow. Oh, all so right. otherwise, you know, I would absolutely be there with Bells on. Right. It's going to be an incredible event, really huge. Governor's Island. You know, right. You said September 8th and 9th. So let, let's talk
1: about this for a second. Yeah. OCTFest, it's it's taking place Saturday and Sunday, September 8th and 9th. It's food, music, and of course, uh, great craft beers. Uh, more information and to purchase tickets, just go to Co. That's O-C-T-F-E-S-T dot C-O. So who's performing over these two days here?
6: Oh, man, we, we have... An incredible lineup of acts.
1: Okay, uh, one of them we just heard, uh, uh, Hop Along, which is, uh, I guess, a female lead singer. She's really good. Very alternative type of music. So it's, but it's different types of. There's, there's some rap artists. There's alternative. There's a whole bunch of different uh, music genres. Yeah, being we're,
6: all, we're all across the board. Uh, there's ten acts per day, twenty acts total. We're looking okay. at Vince Staples headlining on the first day, Flaming Lips headlining on the second cool. day. So some pretty big players we're really excited about. Excellent. Um, but you know what's what's probably most exciting is the partnership with Pitchfork and what they've brought to the table mm-hmm. in this in in finding and sourcing all these acts, figuring out how those are going to line up for the days. Uh, just some really fun stuff for everyone, I think.
1: Very cool. And Mike Raspatello, who runs this event, he's going to join us in our next segment to talk a little bit more about the music and the bands uh, that's going on. But let's talk about the beers that are going to be here, because this is a beer show. Let's talk about the beers. Uh, what are you guys bringing to the party here?
6: Oh, uh, we're bringing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are pulling out all the stops, 90-plus craft breweries. So all of the breweries, the craft breweries uh, that Anheuser-Busch has partnered with, right. and they're friends, basically. They, we We put out the call. So...
1: You've certainly put out the call. I, I, I'm just going to name a few of the breweries <laughs> that are here, and then you you can you folks can decide whether or not you want to purchase tickets. For me, I'd be purchasing tickets right off the bat. But just a few, and I, uh, you know obviously we can mention the AB InBev ones, like the Blue Points and the Car Box and the Ten Barrel Brewing, but there's also uh, Sand City is going to be there. Firestone Walker is going to be there. Uh, you have, um, of course, Goose Island and Golden Road is going to be there. Jack's Abbey is going to be there. Keegan Ales Kona. Uh who else? I'm just running down the list here. Lord Hobo is going to be there. Amagang will be there. It, it you can not Springdale which is by Jack Abbey's as well is going to be there. Uh, there is not a beer that it, it almost seems like there isn't a beer not being represented here. You know what I mean like every every brewery from across the nation and around the world is going to be at this. Yeah, thing. it's incredible.
6: It's incredible. I don't I don't know that I've seen any fest like this and you know, we're not even looking at it as a fest. I, I think Come for the beer, stay for the music.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. Bronx Brewery, Flying Dog. I could run through the the list of people. Cisco Brewers is going to be there as well. Braven, Boxing Cat. All, there are so many. I'm, I'm This list here, I could conservatively say there's probably 20 breweries that I have not had one of their beers. Like That's how big this event is, that there are so many beers that I would just sit and try all the beers from the, the people that I haven't you know, tasted, and I'd be pretty good for the first day. Second day, might be a problem. But uh, <laughs> we're talking with uh, Jonathan Hack. He is from uh, AB InBev. He is the Senior Director of Production and New Media here on the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, OCTFest, it's coming up Saturday and Sunday, September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. Food, music, and of course, as I mentioned, craft beers as well. More information and to purchase tickets at OCTFest.co. That's O C T. F-E-S-T dot C-O. And, of course, Mike Raspitello is going to join us in our next segment to talk to us a little bit about um, the actual event, the bands, and all the other stuff that's going to be going on there as well. Now, um, your ticket price does include uh, the beer samples as well? It does. Uh, But food will be available for purchase, correct? Exactly. All right. So it's like most other uh, beer events. You get the music and the beer included, but, of course, you have to purchase the food separately. Is it unlimited pours, or is it... Or is it being limited to uh, a certain amount of pours?
6: It's limited with the ticket price, and then you can purchase pours on top of that.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm guessing you get somewhere between 10 and 12 pours or whatever for Something your ticket like that, price, yeah. and then you have to purchase after. Good, because it's about being responsible as well. Don't get too crazy. Uh, now, John, last week, Goose Island announced uh, the newest batch of Bourbon County Stouts. It's going to be coming out, of course, on Black Friday. Um, a, a bunch of different flavors yeah, that are is. brand new this year. This is like the biggest... Bourbon County Stout list I've ever seen. Right? It's, it's wild. It's to be twelve it, or fifteen flavors. Yeah,
6: it reads like the dictionary. It is incredible. They have been putting in the time on this one for sure.
1: That is that is pretty awesome. Now, I, listen, I know that there are people that are skeptics. Say, oh well, you know, Goose Island, it's not you know independent anymore, et cetera, et cetera. But let's face it, folks, the majority of you are still buying Bourbon County because of the Bourbon County Stout. You're buying it because of. What what it represents there in the bottle, Um, the fact that there are going to be all these variants that people are going to be running uh, to go and purchase is awesome. But apparently, I guess two of the variants that I was reading are only going to be at the brewery themselves. So if you're not in Chicago, you're not going to get a chance to get them. That's
6: right. You got to get out there. You got to go to Chicago. You got to got to see the barrel warehouse in action.
1: Uh, That you know that's my friends and I are trying to plan a trip for Chicago next year because they want to go to a Cubs game. Uh, I've never been to Wrigley Field. I have a friend who works for the White Sox. Actually, he's like, yeah, I'll get you tickets for the White Sox. I'm like. I want to get to the Cubs. You got anybody over (laughs) there? I mean, we'll come to a White Sox game if they're in town, but we really want to see the Cubs. So one of the stops I think we're definitely trying to planning on doing is Goose Island along with all the other great beer that's in the Chicago area because Chicago to me uh, is very underrated as a beer town. I would agree. You don't hear a lot about Chicago. You hear a lot about um, California. You hear a lot about other places in the nation, but Chicago you don't really hear about as being a, a craft brew hub. Uh, in the nation, I know you've been to Chicago a bunch of times. Uh, what, what do you think of the Chicago beer scene?
6: I think it's good. I think you're right; it is underrated. I mean, I think they got good stuff coming out of Pipe Works. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a good handful of great breweries out there. I have a favorite; uh, it's Goose Island. Okay. But, uh, you know, but there's uh, other stuff. That you've I think tried there's out a there. lot That's going really on out good. there for sure. Yeah, yeah. as a, as an emerging beer superpower city, I don't think it's on the list yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think it could be.
1: Oh, absolutely! We're Industrial arts,
6: right? I mean, there's just yeah, several. There's, I mean, the Revolution
1: void. is really kind of you know the the big the big player in the independent craft beer scene out there. I mean, they've done a deal with the White Sox. They've done a lot of different things out there, but there's a lot of really good good beer uh, in and around the city of Chicago. Now, one of the other things I wanted to uh, talk to you about, you've also been involved in shooting a documentary. That's right. Um, what is this documentary about? It's we're looking at people in beer.
6: You okay. know the 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 brilliant people behind beer. We have four. Characters, archetypes that are kind of leading their way through this journey, each in their own individual pursuits. So we have the beer scholar who's going after Master Cicerone. We have the brewer who is brewing just incredible sours and and is becoming world-renowned for that. Mm. Uh, We've got a brew chef, Sean Paxton, the home brew chef, uh, just doing really brilliant things in deconstructing beer and food, doing things with fermented foods, a lot of really interesting stuff there, talking about pairing Kind of trying to tie more occasions to beer mm-hmm. drinking, um, and then we have a uh, brewery owner. This guy Joe Vogelbacher down in North Carolina, Sugar Creek Brewing, who's brewing only Belgian beers. He wants to brew the best Belgian beer in the world. Okay, this guy's a nuclear engineer. Um, his wife outranks him in the military. He's got three oh, wow. kids. This is the all-American guy, right? Um, and all their stories, and you know. And then hopefully, in the end, as it's coming together, we're not quite done yet. You know, beer is really sort of that catalyst. It's, it's, it's the connecting factor between these people and their passions and the people who are enjoying it.
1: That's pretty cool. Now, the chef is a home brewer... He's not he, he a home professional brewer. He well. home brews, yeah. and he mixes. I, I guess he's using his beer in his beer in some of the foods that he creates.
6: He is. He's, he's also brewed with a lot of breweries across the country. Okay, um, so he's pretty well known for that. He has a line of barbecue sauces. I mean, this guy's right. pretty awesome.
1: See, it's, that's very cool because um, a chef that I know very well, Eric Levine, uh, who used to be the uh, head guy at uh, Paragon Tap and Table and um, Mars Tap and Grill out in New Jersey, um, he's allergic to beer. So they used to put on all these beer dinners. And you pair the beer with the various foods and stuff. Sure. And I've, I, it mystified me because his his selection of food to the beer was perfect. Like it really mattered. One of the last ones he did was with Devil's Backbone, which is in the AB InBev uh, catalog. And I said to him, I said, how do you, you, you can't taste the beer. So how do you match the beer with the food? And he says, "Well, they give me enough of a description of it and I can kind of just, you know, formulate in my head what I think should go with this and, it works. Yeah, you're, it's I mean, you're looking
6: for certain factors, right? I mean, yeah. if you're looking to align. We, we call it the ABCs of beer and food tasting. So you you do aligning, bridging, or cutting, right? So right. if you're aligning, you're looking for similar flavors. You know, if you're if you're bridging, you're looking to tie some aspect from one to the other, maybe intensity, different things like that. And right. if you're looking to cut, you're you're maybe you have a really fatty food and you're trying to cut it with something that's very highly carbonated because it naturally scrubs your tongue. Yeah. So there's you know there's a formula to it, but Man, I feel bad for that guy.
1: He's allergic to beer. Yeah, well, he likes sake, so it's it's the perfect gift to go. So <laughs> that's how it works. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Raspitello, uh who runs OctFest, is going to join us to tell us uh, even more about this great event that is happening Saturday and Sunday, September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island. Food, music, craft beers, so much stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to delay our Suds and Duds segment until the following week. A lot of beers i got to talk about, but we'll get to that uh, next week. But we're going to take a quick
0: break. Jay Sekulow is concerned with how the Russia investigation is progressing. When you have
5: something of this constitutional magnitude, I mean, this is just fact. You can't, it's not just a yes or no answer. There's a lot of factors that go into it. If you look at the scenario of events that have taken place in this investigation in particular, the corruption at the start of it and the new information, the Bruce War information just coming out yesterday, uh, raises serious concerns all the way through. Jay Sekulo live,
0: weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer.
6: Your table, ladies.
3: Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was, what, your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding, with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties,
6: bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or
3: email her at events at franstouchofclass.com
2: Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com For a limited time, mention AM 970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis. Hi, Kevin McCullough, are you struggling with what you see in the mirror? Stubborn
1: belly fat, unwanted weight, dieting, starving yourself... Despite all your efforts, you're still unhappy with what you actually see. My longtime friend, Dr. Melinda Keller, has a weight loss program for you where you can be guaranteed to lose 20 to 40-plus pounds in just 40 days.
2: No drugs, no shots, no hormones, no surgery. It's all natural and doctor-supervised. Call my friend, Dr. Keller, at the Brooklyn Wellness Center today, 718-234-6212.
0: AM 97, the answer.
1: And you're going to get to hear at OctFest coming up on September 8th and September 9th. These guys are actually going to be headlining on September 9th. That's the Flaming Lips. And this is the Impulse here on the Algot Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, because listen, it's more than just craft beer on this show. We're talking spirits. We're talking food. We talk music. We talk about it all. You want to follow me on social media? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course via email at Albert at NYC radio.com And don't forget Google to Tune, uh, Google Tunes, no Google Play and iTunes. I screwed that up there. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all the shows there. And we're even Alexa ready. Just say I want to listen to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy The Answer and voila. The show will come up for you. Uh, so, joining us now, first in studio, Jonathan Hack is here from AB Imbev, uh, and we are talking all about Octfest. And now, the guy who has kind of put together this whole shindig here that's going to be taking place Saturday and Sunday, September eighth and ninth, on Governor's Island here in New York, food, music, craft beers as well, is Mike Raspatello, Mike, how are you? Good,
7: great, great,
1: excellent. Thanks so. For Talk to, oh, please, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Now, talk to me about Octfest here. Uh, you have been putting this together for the last couple of years. This is just a great lineup of. Let's just start with the music to begin with. How do you get all of these guys together over two days uh, on Governor's Island?
7: Well, we are very uh, fortunate to have a, a partnership with Pitchfork, the uh, music site that is famous for their own festival for the last 15 years in Chicago and now in in paris so in, in doing this we were smart to, to partner with the experts both in creating october and in creating the festival so so they know their way around a festival bill and have those relationships and people are very willing to uh become a part of a, a new type of festival
1: and and what made you pick um governor's island rather than than some other places just because of the fact that governor's island is a it's it's a big venue and it's a little bit more isolated where you can kind of spread out a little bit to have all this rather than trying to uh, jam it into a much smaller venue
7: not a lot of large green spaces available for uh, events like this. Kind of experimental, new events, and Governors Island is, is managed by a, a trust. So, frankly, they're they're easier to work with and easier to collaborate with than if you're you know kind of going through the typical uh, department, you know, you know, parks department channels with the city. So right. they kind of checked all the boxes and have been an awesome partner, and it's just beautiful.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Governor's Island is gorgeous. I mean, what they've done to, to clean it up and make it into a usable green space has been fantastic. We're talking with Mike Raspatello. He is uh, the guy who runs OctFest. This is uh, in conjunction with uh, AB InBev and, and Pitchfork and a lot of other different things here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, again, OctFest coming up Saturday and Sunday, September 8th and 9th, and it's on Governor's Island. There's food for purchase. Music and craft beers is included with your ticket price and more information on that and to purchase tickets go to octfest.co so uh john and i were talking in the last segment about the various craft beers that are that are going to be there mike do you have a favorite that that you like
7: yeah i'm actually going through a, a goza phase so jonathan you're you're smarter about beer than i am and you can probably explain better what a goza is but it's on the sweet and sour side and and i'll be honest i'm, I'm not a big ipa guy you know i was I was kind of late to the beer world, kind of come from being a, a big whiskey and bourbon fan and got into it probably closer to my 30s. And, uh, yeah, I kind of go through phases. and Goza phase right now, there's a good Blue Point Goza. There's an uh, Avery one that I dig, and, and it's just uh, wherever I go, I see if that's on the menu and, and give it a try.
1: Well, John, talk, talk to the audience a little bit. For those that don't know what a Goza is, and it seems to be the go-to uh, summer beer because it's light and refreshing. It too. is.
6: I, I'd say it's probably a, a really good gateway to um, sour beers in general. Mm. Uh, so you're looking at, as Mike said, you know, it's kind of a little bit of sour, a little bit of sweet, and generally some sense of sea salt in there somewhere. Um, really light, refreshing drink, pretty low to moderate ABV. Right. Um, it's a good one.
1: Kind of like a margarita without knocking you out with a yeah. punch <laughs> of tequila. You know? Yeah, I'd say so. Those are too sweet. I'm not a big margarita fan. I really have to be in the mood to have a margarita, and it's probably when I shouldn't be having a margarita because it's probably too late of me being on the beach. That's probably uh, when it is. But, uh, Mike, how did you get started in putting uh, festivals like this together?
7: Actually, about 15, no, not 15, 10 years ago. I know, you don't want to age yourself too much. That's good. Smart, smart. I'm kind of old, but not not that old. Uh, (laughs) I come from, actually, it's kind of all come full circle for me. I had... Uh, a very early sports and, and comedy blog that was acquired by National Lampoon, RIP. After uh, before they w- they went down in a hail of white collar crime, which you can Google. It's a it's a fun wormhole. <laughs> but anyway, I had uh, sold the blog and it was kind of looking for my my new uh, small business uh, that would line up with my passions. And some people here in Chicago were seeing the, the groundswell and. In electronic music and jam bands and in hip hop that didn't really have a, a festival brand supporting them, so I was part of a group that uh, created the the third major music festival here in Chicago uh, called North Coast, and and that was after and well, after Pitchfork, and and since then the the festival world has exploded. I went on to AB InBev and then ZX Ventures, and it's it's come full circle. or now that uh kind of the glut of music festivals has come and is, is starting to create a a bit of kind of shakeup in that, that middle tier of festivals. People are looking for this new variation of a festival. So, you know, everyone complains that all the the headliners start to look the same and the festivals start to feel the same. And what they want is, is kind of a mix between those types of festivals that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like a music festival usually has bad beer and bad food or a, a beer festival usually doesn't have great music or great food and, and we're here to solve that, and it's it's come full circle, and it's it's frankly been a blast.
1: But that's an interesting that's an interesting thing that you posed there, Mike. You talk about how f- some festivals just aren't. I know that my town had uh, run a, a big festival a number of years ago, and it was kind of like a, a big heavy metal rock festival. And the promoter he got great bands, Slash, when he was playing with Miles Kennedy uh, was there. I mean, they had Skid Row, they had all these different hair bands from the '80s and 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 '90s and stuff there, and it was a great lineup. But the execution of it wasn't the greatest in the world. Like, they they're, they, uh, they, contained all the alcohol into a beer tent. You couldn't leave the beer tent yeah. with a beer in your hand to go and walk around, which I guess in one way was probably smart because you had kids, you know, there too and festival rides. But, you know, it, it was it was constricting to say the least. And then the guy kind of built people out of money. The township didn't get money. These people didn't get paid. And then all of a sudden the next festival is, you know, 100 miles away because he's trying to, to, to get out of that. Where yeah. do you find... The, the balance in getting some of these great acts to come here and say look you, we want you to come to this festival it's not going to be the top tour in the world you're not going to make top dollar but you're here for the music you're going to you're going to entertain people where do you find that balance
7: well i think i think you find that balance through a few things it, the first fact is that that we're a, a trusted entity that, that puts on festivals so i think probably what happened in that case there was that that bubble that formed around you know 2011 2012 festivals were the the new medium by which young people listen to music that whole experience you know of, of even my childhood with cds or my parents childhood with with records of everyone picking up a record and going to uh, someone's house and listening to it together just really didn't exist anymore so that communal experience is now festivals so the the bubble cre- was created everybody with a, a dollar in their pocket wanted to throw a festival so you kind of got a lot of you know if not unsavory uh, unqualified people throwing mm-hmm. festivals and that's both created the bubble and also created a, a, a level of doubt amongst artists and people who had to partner with those folks to, to throw a festival. So as that kind of stuff shook out, um, the people that really had the experience, the pitchforks of the world, the, the live nations, the AGs, they started acquiring the, the operators smaller than them that had established that they knew what they were doing and knew how to put on a good event. And so now it's kind of come back to people like pitchfork that the artists trust, they have a track record. So, Step one is, is that credibility. People have to know you've done this before. And secondly, it, it is, it is a, a market rate. So these people are, you know, getting paid largely what they would get paid if they, they played anywhere else, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. But what is so powerful with us is, is Pitchfork is the, the most respected voice in, in indie music. So these are people that... Um, you know, they they want to be a part of that narrative. They want to be talked about, you know, uh, amongst the cool kids, and, and Pitchfork right. is the is the site that is talking directly to them and about them.
1: Uh, last question for me, and we're talking with Mike Raspatello and of course, Jonathan Hack is in studio for AB Invev, but Mike uh, works for and runs the whole OctFest event that's coming up September 8th and 9th uh, on Governor's Island, and you can get tickets and more information at OctFest.co. Uh, Mike, who's the dream band that you want to have there? I know you're thinking ahead <laughs> to the next one. Who's the, if you had to pick one wow. act to headline, who's the and act that you, you know would want it to be?
7: You know what? I know it's never going to happen, but this is very... Don't say Led Zeppelin. And a, and if, I won't say Led Zeppelin. I'm going to say that if the Talking Heads reunion. Could happen at Oxfest. That would be the first
1: one that comes to mind. Wow! Now that would be that would be cool. See, I didn't expect that. They're all still
7: alive. They're all still alive. So. Yep,
1: that's true. Oh wow! Because everybody talks about Led Zeppelin coming back, and Plan has squashed it for years because he just can't hit the high notes on those songs anymore. So why give? Why disappoint the fans who are expecting one thing and getting another? I could totally get that, but Talking yeah. Heads—that's awesome. That would be yeah, very I would, cool. I would
7: still go to, uh, you know, 85% Robert Plant voice. Of course. With that would yeah, that, be fine for me. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. There's all those great rumors, and, and you probably heard them too, about the the amount of millions they were offered to be part yep. of part of Desert Trip, uh, that, that uh, yes. Coachella, uh, old Coachella event, if you will, uh, that happened a couple years ago. There's all those rumors that they passed up. You know, $15 million to play both weekends of that. Who knows how true that is, but it it sounds like it's not a money issue.
1: Yep, no, that's true. Old Chella, I like how you put that. Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining us on the, uh, on the Craft Beer Cast. Very much appreciated, and again, good luck with the event coming up next month.
7: Thanks again.
1: You got it. Uh, so we are out of time here, but I know we're going to have, I believe, we may have some tickets to give away for this event. Uh, we will do that on next week's program because we are out of time here. But we will give you details about all of that coming up on next week's show. But let me thank Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, of course, Jonathan Hack, and Mike Raspatello. Remember, the event on Governor's Island is coming up in September on the 8th and 9th. It's called OctFest. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. And this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.